a lot of texts coming in yesterday, especially, and even today in terms of, okay, what's going on with these vaccines? Now we're not doing AstraZeneca, so what does that mean? I've already got AstraZeneca. What's going to happen? Are we going to get everybody vaccinated? On and on. Well, here's the update. Alberta's vaccination campaign is going great guns. As of yesterday, almost 2 million doses had been administered. We'll likely hit 2 million at some point today. Uh, Almost 200,000 people signed up in one day this week to get their shots. The Premier is now announcing that half of the province should have been given their first dose by the first week of June and a third of the province by the third week in June. To put it in perspective, it took Alberta 119 days to reach our first 1 million doses administered. And if we stay on target for tomorrow, it will have taken only 29 days to reach the second million. This is a big milestone for our province, and I want to thank every Albertan who's done their part. So there you go. We're, we're, we're getting her done. Uh, we're actually uh, right at the top of the country in terms of how many people per 100 uh, have been vaccinated. Our percentage is creeping up. We're doing really, really great things there. Um, but a lot of people very concerned with the announcement yesterday that uh, the province is no longer using AstraZeneca use for first-dose vaccinations in Alberta. Now, we should point out it's not like they had a choice. As of yesterday, there's a grand total of about 8,000 doses of AstraZeneca remaining in Alberta. Meanwhile, um, 200,000 signing up for a dose yesterday alone, we, we can't. We don't have the supply of AstraZeneca to do first doses, and we aren't sure when we may get more. We're seeing a steady and increasing supply of Pfizer and Moderna. So it's not so much a decision from the province, but just an outlining of the reality. We don't have AstraZeneca left, so no more first doses. Of course, makes sense. But... And and this is the fly in the ointment here. More than a quarter of a million Albertans already got AstraZeneca for their first dose. So so where does that leave us, those of us who have one dose of AstraZeneca, as we sit and wait for our second dose? Let's get some uh, analysis around the mixing of vaccines or the switching of vaccines. We're going to chat now with Dr. Christopher Labos, who is a cardiologist and epidemiologist in Montreal, also an associate uh, at McGill University. Doctor, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure for being here. Now, we should first of all point out that we're not doing this um, because it's something we want to try. We're doing this because we have to, right? The AstraZeneca situation in Canada is we're just not getting them anymore. Right. That's exactly right. The doses of AstraZeneca, of the AstraZeneca vaccine, were actually being manufactured in India, but those doses are now being redirected for India's domestic use uh, because of the worsening situation there. We're going to get some doses from the U.S. stockpile, but the supply of AstraZeneca is going to be much reduced going forward. So, yes, as you said, a lot of this is really just reflecting reality. The other sort of issue, though, as we vaccinate younger and younger age groups, remember, these are age groups in whom the AstraZeneca vaccine is not indicated anyway. So even if there was AstraZeneca, many of the people who are going to be vaccinated going forward wouldn't even be eligible if the vaccine was available to us. Okay, so we're seeing all the Pfizer uh, specifically. We're getting millions of doses of Pfizer every week. We're also getting some Moderna doses. So it makes sense to pivot to first doses on that. Um, The question, though, is if you are one of the many, many Canadians who received AstraZeneca as your first dose, as I said, about a quarter of a million in Alberta alone, the question now is, okay, well, what about my second dose? Do we know, um, is it likely that we won't have AstraZeneca when it comes time for people to be um, do their second shot? Well, that's a little bit unclear. Uh, a lot is going to depend on how much comes from the U.S. stockpile. A lot is going to depend on what happens in India. Do they start exporting doses again in the near future? So a lot of that is, is, is uh, up in the air, and we will see. 
Um, that's why there's been so much discussion and so much interest in could your second dose be from a different yeah. manufacturer. And we don't have data on that. We will have some data actually probably later today, if not tomorrow, uh, from this uh, Oxford study in the UK called ComCov, which is looking specifically at this issue. If your first, first dose is AstraZeneca and your second dose is Pfizer, or the inverse of that, or if both doses are the same, does it make a difference? Most people think that it probably won't. And so once the results of those that, of that study comes out, if it indeed proves that there's no difference, I think a lot of people can, with some degree of confidence, get their second dose as a Pfizer dose, even if they got AstraZeneca. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible, because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. For the first time around. See, now the question is, they're, they're different mechanisms, correct? Because Pfizer and Moderna yeah. operate one way. AstraZeneca has another response in the body to create the immunity. Um, so we don't, could they work together scientifically? Is there a possibility that the second dose coming from Pfizer and Moderna will be just as effective as the AstraZeneca second dose? Yes, it will. Because if you think about it, the reason, the way in that they're different is they're different delivery mechanisms, but they're doing the same fundamental thing is they're showing you a piece of the genetic code for the spike protein. And then once you make spike protein, you then make antibodies against that. So they're both accomplishing the same thing, which is to make, get your body to make antibodies against the spike protein. It's simply the mechanism by which they get that genetic code into your body. So again, it seems reasonable to assume that using them together, this mix and match strategy should be okay. Now, we okay. obviously want proof because, you know, again, a lot of things make sense in theory and don't work out in practice, but there are good reasons to think that this should work. Um, what about okay, let's say that doesn't work. It looks like we're going to have enough vaccines that, like, for example, I got my AstraZeneca first dose about three weeks ago now, and I was mm-hmm. told I need to book my second dose by August 10th. That's my drop-dead mm-hmm. date. Could we get to a point where they say, okay, mixing and matching maybe isn't the most effective method, but we have so much Pfizer and Moderna now, we'll just start you over and you'll end up getting two doses of that? Is that a possibility? It is a possibility, but it's almost the same issue, right? It's, it's unclear. It's not as if you get a reset if you start with a new type of vaccine. If you're going to give people Pfizer anyways, usually two doses of, of any vaccine are going to be enough to boost your immune system. The, the final, the important thing is going to be, do you have adequate antibody levels? Now, testing everybody's antibody levels before vaccination would be logistically quite complicated mm-hmm. and very expensive, but... I don't think that we would reset the vaccination schedule because it's not as if there's something magical about getting two doses at a prescribed interval. The point is you get a vaccine, you get a boost in your antibody level, you get a second vaccine as a booster to boost them even further and for longer. So if you're going to get two different doses anyways from AstraZeneca and then from Pfizer, it's unclear that you would need a third dose to be your second Pfizer dose. Now, again, this whole thing is predicated on the idea that the variants of concern are not going to change that much. If come the beginning of 2022, we're seeing a lot more variants, 
we may all need a booster for circulating variants if they end up being very different from right. the original strain. So that's the that's the one caveat to this entire conversation. Right, exactly. We've been told that several times. So we may end up mixing and matching down the road anyhow. Um, a question from one of our listeners, and, I, and I'll ask it because uh, I think it's, I'm hearing it a lot and I, and I understand the sentiment. Um, question for the doctor. I feel tricked and disappointed that I let myself be vaccine shamed into taking AstraZeneca and I really wanted to wait. There's no way I'll take a second dose of AstraZeneca. Now, if mixing doesn't become approved or allowed, what type of protection might I expect if I just stay at a single dose of AstraZeneca? Um, so with a single dose of any vaccine, not just AstraZeneca, you'll have some protection, but not total protection. The actual number is a little bit difficult to estimate. In fact, I was just writing a piece on this uh, recently, but... Here's the thing. One dose of vaccine is still pretty protective. And when you look at what's happening in Canada, the Public Health Agency of Canada has released data showing that only a tiny fraction of infections are in people who got one dose. Only something like 1.8% of people got infected two weeks after their first dose. So you're, you have good protection, but not complete protection. And so there is some degree of risk. So while it may not make a difference for you as an individual, if you can imagine an entire population that only got one dose, they won't have long-lasting immunity, and the potential of new waves of infections remains uh, remains a possibility. Um, we still don't know how long the immunity may last, right? One of the listeners asked me, well, what's the drop-dead date? Yeah, that's a good point. I say drop-dead date. That's the date that the pharmacist told me I should get my second shot. That's the outside 16-week window. Um, but we don't know... If, if that 16-week window, we're doing it differently than other places. So it may last longer. It may, it may be shorter, right? We don't know exactly how that time frame is shaping up yet. Right, exactly. The way it was done in the studies was three to four weeks because yes. that's the minimum interval. Before that, it wouldn't make a difference. We don't know what the outer edge of that interval is. Now, people chose three, four months. There was some experimental data, but and that's also how most vaccines are given. So people thought that that was a very reasonable thing to do, and that's you know fair enough. We don't know how far you could push that. I think most people would say that we probably don't want to push that far beyond the four-month window. That's starting to get a little bit long. And so you do want to get that booster in a reasonable period of time. The problem is is that we've been limited by vaccine supply throughout this entire uh, run of this uh, pandemic. Yeah, exactly. And I guess... For me, Doc, I'm just looking for a little reassurance that I, I, I did the good thing and I went and got the AstraZeneca and I'm just telling myself, you know what, they'll have it sorted out by August. There'll be some sort of strategy in place because it's just as important to them as it is to me, right? I mean, is that a good strategy or should people be getting more and more concerned about where we are? No, I don't think we should be getting concerned because here's the thing. If you got the AstraZeneca dose and you had no side effects from it or no serious side effects from it, you're fine, right? And yeah. the, this issue of blood clots happens soon after the vaccine. So if you're more than a few weeks out, if you're more than four weeks out from the vaccine and you didn't get a blood clot, you're probably not going to get one. Even if you got a second dose of AstraZeneca, it's very, very unlikely that you would get a blood clot after the second dose if you didn't get after the first. The AstraZeneca vaccine works. The British have been using it and their cases are way, way down. So it's a vaccine that works. It's just that it's potentially problematic when we talk about the younger age groups because of this very, very small risk of blood clots. But the main issue now is, again, as it's always been an issue of supply. So if we don't have vaccines available, we can't give them to people. Doc, great information. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Take care. Stay safe. You too. That's Dr. Christopher Labos, who is a cardiologist and epidemiologist in Montreal, uh, an associate at McGill University.